Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and today we are in uh, Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network, and we are recording Episode 13 today. And our goal today is to notice how and why it is important to weather the storm with courage. And to help me with this today, I have my good friend Jamison Stewart, who is joining me from uh, North Alabama, and excited for our study today on weathering the storm of courage. Jameson, how you doing? All doing good, man. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And uh, to our guest, Jameson has been on here before. Uh, that was back in, uh, I guess, season two of Weathering the Storm before it got to the Scattered Broad Network. Uh, and so Jameson is also on this network with me, and he has a podcast entitled Asking God Why? And so at this time, I'm going to ask Jameson just to Talk a little bit about that podcast, what's going on now, and maybe what he's got planned for the future. Yeah, uh, Asking God Why is just a podcast where we sort of approach the scriptures and, and ask why. We've been through a few books of the Bible. We've gone through Job. We've gone through Matthew. I uh, think in, in an upcoming seasons and episodes, and some maybe even people have heard at this point, is we're going to be asking maybe some commonly asked uh, why questions, uh, looking at that for this upcoming season. Um, and, and looking forward to, to doing that as long as I can. Absolutely. Well, that's great. And I've really enjoyed listening to it and it's been really helpful. And I think it's good, as you mentioned in your podcast to, to challenge, you know, and to ask those kind of questions. It's very, it's very helpful. Uh, but I mentioned a moment ago, you're in North Alabama now. And last time we recorded, you were in Mississippi. So talk to us about your work. What's going on there? Yeah, we're working with the West Hobbs Street Church of Christ in Athens, Alabama. We moved here uh, February 2021, so we've been here a few months. It's a great place, great folks, uh, great eldership to, to work and serve under, and just thankful I get to be here and do this every day. So really is a blessing. Absolutely. Well, I'm thankful for you, man, and uh, thankful that you found a good work there, and I know you're doing a great job. So uh, I mentioned to our audience that today we're discussing weathering the storm with courage. And I like to begin every episode by defining our terms. So that's what I want to do here. Uh, so, Jameson, based on what you've studied and, and kind of just looking at this word, uh, how would you define courage? Well, it's interesting that this is about courage uh, because here somewhat recently, um, actually was teaching through some of the Psalms on Wednesday night, and, and we actually spent a little bit of time thinking about this. Um, and, and we pointed out that courage is not the absence of fear. Uh, the absence of fear in a difficult or a dangerous situation uh, usually means that reckless and careless action is about to be taken. Mm -hmm. um, keep me far away from someone who claims I'm not afraid. Uh, and in keeping with your program about storms, um, you know, I kind of where my mind turns is someone who claims 
that there's no fear that they're not afraid at all of, of severe storms has likely never witnessed the power of these kinds of storms. Yeah. Uh, when the storms do come uh, into these people's lives, if they have the mindset is, oh, well, you know, that don't bother me. I'm not afraid of that. Uh, they're likely going to do something extremely careless or foolish uh, or because they deny they have fear. Uh, they may be paralyzed by it at precisely the wrong moment. So mm-hmm. courage, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is choosing to do what's right despite being afraid, despite feeling fear. Um, courage is overriding what you are feeling in a way uh, because you know there's something important or there's something right that must be done. Courage is selfless. Uh, I think about, uh, in fact, one of, I suppose, a secular example. We probably, a lot of folks have seen many of the superhero movies. I think about the first Captain America movie Mm -hmm. when he's in that training, they throw that grenade out there on the ground. Nobody knows it's just a fake, but Captain America is the one who throws himself on that grenade. Well, that's courage. Certainly everybody's afraid in that situation. Uh, but courage is selfless. Courage is willing to, you know, sacrifice oneself to do what's right or to do something that's important. You know, courage will place itself between an attacker and someone else who's being attacked. Is there fear in that? Yes. Is there danger in that? Yes. But courage says this is the right thing to do. Um, so I, I guess when I think about courage, it's it doesn't mean that someone's not afraid. It just means they are afraid, but they are going to do what's right, even though they are afraid. Right. And that's a great way of explaining it. And uh, really, those examples help us. And I I found this and I've gotten to the point where I like to do just, you know, definition, word studies, things like that. And I go to Merriam-Webster a lot just to get that secular feel. But then maybe if I can apply that to a spiritual. And Merriam-Webster says that courage is mental or moral strength to venture persevere and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So really what you just explained, it's not the absence of fear, but it's the ability to withstand it. It's to say, I know that there's danger, but like you said, there, there's a purpose in getting through this. And I, I'm going to, whatever I have to do, I'm going to find a way to do it. And uh, that's courage. I'm going to say something else that might, you know, some people who maybe haven't seen superhero movies, I know uh, people have heard of D-Day and some of the movies that go along with that. Yeah. Know? Uh, soldiers, you know, storming the beaches, you know, and you think about that and, and having seen the, some of those movies and maybe some of those documentaries, it's, you know, can you imagine hopping off of those boats knowing, you know, odds are not very good that I'm going to make it from this boat to that beach and survive. Yeah. Um, well, what does that take? There's obviously fear in that. If you're not afraid, something's wrong with you in that situation. That's right. But what does it take to run towards it anyway? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what courage is. Doing what you have to do, even though you're afraid. Absolutely. A lot of those uh, brave men were were young, you know, 17, 18 years old, and still did it. Uh, Those are two really good examples, you know, that we can can understand. And hopefully we can bring about a spiritual... uh, meaning to that. Uh, Something that I thought was interesting, I I mentioned doing a word study, 
The word courage is found 28 times in the New King James Version. And what struck me was it's found 26 times in the Old Testament, so only twice in the New. thought that was pretty interesting. And obviously, you know, courage is alluded to a lot in Scripture. But the actual word is only found those few times. So the Hebrew word uh, that, that's found all 26 times means to strengthen oneself by summoning all of one's remaining strength. That's according to Strong. So it's kind of, you know, whatever you've got left, just bring it together to get through this. And then the New Testament, I mentioned, is found twice. That Greek word means that quality of mind that enables someone to encounter danger or difficulty without giving up. And, and I thought that was pretty interesting to think about that mentality. Uh, those two references are Mark fifteen forty three and Acts twenty eight fifteen. So Mark fifteen forty three is Joseph of Arimathea, and you remember that he went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And the Bible says, uh, "Coming and taking courage," he went into Pilate. That would have taken a lot of courage on his behalf to go before Pilate. Pilate's a pretty powerful man. Uh, so it says that he took courage. So that was this idea of uh, taking that courage or being encouraged to do it. And then Acts twenty eight fifteen is when Paul saw the brethren coming to him. It says that he thanked God and he took courage. So those are two individuals that, that needed that courage to move forward. And as you mentioned in the opening statement, it's not the absence of, of fear or danger. You know, they had to face that. It was a reality. But it's what you have inside that comes out to get you through those difficult times. Yeah, and then well, and in tying it in uh, to the you know Mark fifteen and uh, and Acts twenty eight, the example of Joseph, the Arimathea, and Paul. I don't I don't know that it's possible in, in those definitions that you gave. I don't know that it's actually possible to have courage if there's not some element of fear or danger or discouragement present i don't courage means that there's something discouraging or dangerous or or, or something that's causing fear present Hmm. i you know that just kind of struck me as we were sitting here thinking about that is i don't think it's possible to have courage without something like that being present yeah wow well, and, and in the context of, of what we're trying to do with this podcast, the storms of life that come, they bring about danger and uncertainty. So you've got to have courage. Uh, so, yeah, that, 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 does, that does come out for sure. So with that, we, we kind of move on and, and talk about, maybe we can just discuss a few of these together. What are some specific biblical examples of courage being displayed? You know, we talked about Joseph, Arimathea, and Paul, but maybe some others that come to mind. Well, there's a, there's a lot of different examples, um, and we've already talked about a few, and I'm sure we'll talk about some others um, uh, of people who were afraid and they did what was right, people who going through something difficult and they showed courage. And, and to me, I guess my mind first went to really the, the ultimate example in my mind is, is Jesus. And mm-hmm. specifically, um, thinking back to when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, like uh, well, I think just about all the gospel accounts, I think, mention that at least to some extent. Uh, Luke 22, 39 through 46, it, it mentions that while he's in the garden, um, you know, sweat as of great drops of blood, he's crying out and he's begging the father for any other way. You could also throw in Hebrews chapter five along with that, you know, in agony, mm-hmm. he's crying out. 
And you think about that all Jesus knew he was about to go through and what he's about to face. Um, you know, and I guess I had never really thought about it before, but was there at least some element of fear in what he was about to face? Yeah. I don't, I think any human being would have been afraid being in that situation, Jesus being fully God, but also fully human. Mm -hmm. I think knowing what this meant, there had to have been some level of, of fear, some level of, of just, just thinking about that situation mm -hmm. as we think about maybe someone knowing I'm about to go into this situation and, you know, I know what's possible if I do this. There's some fear behind that. Yeah. But Jesus did it anyway, because as he prayed to the Father, let your will be done. Mm -hmm. He was going to do the Father's will in all things. Right. Even if that meant I'm going to do this, even though I, 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 the thought of this is terrifying. Um, yeah. I mean, he went through it anyway and did it. That's right. Um, and su submitted to all of that suffering anyway, because that was the will of the Father. And, and that's, to me, that's the ultimate example of courage, is doing what's right, doing what what is needed, what has to be done, even though you know this this is not going to be pleasant. Yeah, exactly. It, it may cost you everything, and in the example of Jesus, it did. You know, it cost him his life, but like you said, he, he was doing the will of God, and thanks be to God that he was willing to go through it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think you're spot on with that because he was human. You mentioned the book of Hebrews multiple times. There's references to him, you know, being made likened to his brethren and, and being able to sympathize with us. Why? Because he knows what it's like to fear. He knows what it's like to feel that emotion, but he also knows what it takes to get through those difficult times. And I think in the context of this episode, that's ultimately who we look to to help us get through difficulties. He He faced the ultimate storm and faced it with courage. So he's our perfect example if we want to get through it. And there's just a few examples that came to my mind from the Old Testament. The first one that jumps out is Caleb and Joshua. And I remember Brother Moser in class asking us to get out paper and pen and write down all the names of the 12 spies. And I remember writing Caleb and Joshua, and I was like, that's it. I can't name the rest of them. And he told us, he said, there's a reason why you remember those two. is because of the courage that they had. And you think of Caleb, when they came back with that report, he said, hey, we're going to rise up and go. The Lord's going to be with us. That's courage. You know, when Joshua was told, Moses, my servant, is dead. In other words, hey, it's your time to step up and lead. He had to have courage. So those two examples, of course, the example of Jesus. What about Daniel? Daniel had to have yeah. extreme courage uh, to go before the king, you know, multiple kings, Nebuchadnezzar, King Darius. You have different kingdoms coming in. He's taken from his home. You got the, the lion's den. He knew what was going to happen. But like you said earlier in that definition, he knew that to obey God was what's most important. And that took a lot of courage. So those are some biblical examples. And, and man, we could spend all day looking at Bible examples of courage. But hopefully those will be sufficient for us as we look to some, some helpful examples of how we can weather the storm. So in the next place, I kind of want us to, to ask the question. Maybe it's an obvious question, but still I think it might be important. And for our listeners specifically, why is it so important to face the storms of life with courage? 
And there's probably several different reasons here and thoughts you may have may will probably be different and probably add on to what I have. But I guess the main point that came to my mind is why is it important to face the storms of life with courage? Because doing what's right, which we've already talked about with courage, that's what it is, choosing, choosing to do what's right, choosing to do something that's vitally important despite the problems, despite, you know, the fear, because doing what's right is not excused because of a difficult or terrifying situation. Um, God doesn't give us a free pass on, on doing what's right because we're afraid. Hmm. Um, it, it, it's, you know, you know, God, this is, you know, this is terrifying. This is, you know, th- there's some fear that comes along with that. Oh, well, you know, you're excused then from having to do what's right. Yeah. You look to scripture and that's not what we see. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of what Paul told Timothy at the beginning of second Timothy, uh, second Timothy one, verse six and seven, Paul's in prison. Paul's soon to face death. It seems Timothy is understandably a very upset because Paul mentioned just a few verses earlier that he was very much wanting to see Timothy being mindful of his tears. Um, Timothy's going through a very difficult time knowing what Paul's going through. And, but Paul tells him something in second Timothy one, verse six and seven. He said, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands, obviously some sort of miraculous ability there that Timothy had. Mm-hmm. And then he says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In other words, Timothy, th- this being fearful, you've got to sort of shake yourself out of that. You've got to, yes, you're afraid, but you can't let your fear destroy you and dominate your life. Yeah. Giving in to fear is not something that's from God. And if it isn't from God, then where does it come from? Mm. And, and Paul sort of reminds Timothy of that is Timothy giving in to fear and letting your life be driven by fear is not of God. You right. can't, you can't live that way uh, and be who God has called you to be through his word and be who you're supposed to be. So it's important to face the storms of life with courage because we aren't given a, a, a free pass from doing what's right simply because we might be afraid. That's right. And I think that's that verse, Second Timothy one seven is one that I had written down as well. It's you know, that mentality, like and I love the way you put that. It's not from God, so who's it from? Well it's obviously not from above. Uh you think about the phrase fear not, and how many times you find that in scripture over and over and over again. And it's always it's always replaced with the fact that God's with us. Fear not, for I'm with you. And in the context of Joshua, even going into the New Testament, fear not, for I'm with you. So my takeaway there is why it's important is because we've got to make sure our faith is stronger than what the fear is out there in the world. Whatever that fear may be, allow our faith in God to overcome that fear. And I know that's we see that in the world today. We see the T-shirts and we see the bumper stickers, faith over fear. But that's but that's what this is, boils down to. It's when you're faced yeah. with that fearful moment, where's your faith? How strong is your faith? And so as Christians, we've got to strengthen our faith and make sure it's where it needs to be 
So when that difficult time does come, when that storm of fear comes, that we'll face it with courage. Well, and really, too, just to tack on to the end of that very quickly is so much of what we read in Scripture is there's nothing wrong with emotions and having emotions is very natural for us as humans, but we can't be ruled by our emotions, right. you know, whether that's anger or whether that's, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. Anger is the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and fear is another one of those emotions. You know, there's nothing wrong with having uh, feeling those emotions. Um, in fact, fear is a very good emotion because there are situations where we ought to feel that, Yeah. you know, a child wanders into the road, fear better kick in for somebody. Yep. Um, it's supposed to be there, but you can't be driven by your emotions. Anger can't rule your life. Fear can't rule your life. Um, and that's what we see over and over again through scriptures. You have these emotions, but don't let your emotions rule you. Don't let what you feel rule you. Absolutely. And I think that's having that deep faith and having that courage will help you to overcome maybe that, that storm of emotion that you may feel in any given moment. So we've noticed what courage is, some biblical examples of courage being displayed, why it's important to face the storms of life with courage. But now we want to get practical, and hopefully we can help our listeners that take something from this episode and, and take courage, take heart from what we're talking about. So, Jameson, how can we weather the storms of life with courage? What are some maybe some practical ways? Well, the first thing I think we have to do is we've already been talking about this, but accept that when those situations come, when those situations come, accept that you will feel afraid, that you will feel that emotion of fear. Um, trying to convince ourselves, you know, you know, ah, you know, if such and such, you know, I, you know, I'm not afraid of this. I'm not afraid of that. Uh, we're lying to ourselves when we do that. Um, because in the middle of the storms of life, you will absolutely feel uh, fear. Yeah. Um, so just accept that. Know that, hey, I'm going to feel afraid in some situation that arises. It's a storm of life that comes up. There will be some fear that I feel. That's going to happen. It's going to be natural. Yeah. But then decide. I'm going to choose to do what's right anyway. I know I'm going to feel this way, but your mind is more powerful than what you feel. So you have to decide in your mind, I'm going to do what's right. We, as mentioned earlier, we can't be people whose lives are dictated by fear. Uh, What's more powerful than fear really are emotions. What trumps that is our mind, is our reasoning. We have to use our minds to overcome fear. And then uh, I thought of James to kind of tile that in James chapter one, verse two through eight, accept that we'll feel afraid, but decide we're going to do what's right anyway. And then pray to God about these things, you know, pray as James talks about count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, we could, we could, uh, paraphrase that to say, count it all joy when you fall into various storms of life, right? Because that's what that's talking about. Mm-hmm. 
knowing that the testing of your faith, knowing that it, when you go through that, it produces patience or endurance. And then he talks about if any of you lack wisdom and in context, if any of you lack wisdom uh, in dealing with the storms of life, you know, if you feel like I don't know what I would do in this situation or this situation, this storm of life comes up, how am I going to deal with this? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. In other words, James point is, is look, when you go through the storms of life, you're, you know, we've already talked about, you're going to feel afraid, but choose to do what's right anyway. And to have, uh, ask God for the wisdom in, in doing what you should do in those situations. That's the context of what James talking about there. Right. Uh, so those are, when we think about weathering the storms of life, uh, I think those three things will really help us face whatever comes our way. Absolutely. That's a great thoughts. And again, for our listeners, James 1, 2 through 8, that context is very powerful. As James opens up how we are to face trials and, and, and like you said, to, to gain strength for, for future trials that we may face for sure. Uh, I had two thoughts I wanted to share uh, how we can do this, how we can weather the storm with courage. And it all comes from God's Word. Number one, draw strength from God's Word. And that's Psalm 119, 25-32. And, and when you study Psalm 119, every eight verses, you know, is a new thought on how the Word of God is magnified. And it's a meditation on, here's how excellent God's Word is. So that section, we read that the soul is strengthened by God's Word. The psalmist is saying, strengthen me. You know, according to your word, give me that strength. But also, we can draw confidence from God's word. That's Psalm 119, 161 through 168. And that the word provides peace and protection. So strength, peace, and protection. Those three things we can draw out from the word of God. And those three will produce the courage that we need to weather the storms that come our way. And so now as we bring this episode to a close... Jameson, I want us to to hopefully piece our thoughts together and give some uh, verses that come to our minds, maybe verses that help us when we need to have courage and we can help our listeners. Maybe they're going through a storm right now. You know, maybe they just got bad news from the doctor. Uh, I've got a a friend that I went to to school with. You may know him. Uh, They just lost their child. Uh, Very sudden. People are going through a lot right now. And so maybe these are some verses that can help people have that kind of courage that they need to move forward. What passages come to your mind? Well, obviously, some, I mean, we've already mentioned a few of these, but I think about Joshua chapter one, you know, big change there for Joshua. And God over and over assures him, be strong and courageous. I, I'm going to be with you. Right. Uh, move forward to Psalm 23. Um, and uh, David talks about how that, uh, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I walk through one of these storms of life, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And in going through the Old Testament, to me, what's what's so interesting to see over and over and over again is that God emphasizes repeatedly that he is trustworthy and he will not leave his people. Now, his people may leave him, but he's not going to desert them. He's not going to walk away from them. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting to have that 
point so heavily emphasized in the Old Testament. And you get to the New Testament, and I think about the Great Commission. And what did Jesus say right before he ascended back up into heaven? He told his apostles, and he tells his disciples, look, as you go out, you know, making disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, that's how they start that walk as a disciple, and then teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and I am with you always, even to the end of the world or even to the end of the age. Uh, That, so to me, I guess it's no one passage, but it's, it's a, a a main point that's made throughout the scriptures is that as we think about these storms of life, no matter, you know, whether we're, you know, on the mountaintop or whether we're going into the valley, so to speak, what's shown throughout scripture is that God is always with us. He sure. never, never leaves us. Um and then one final passage and near the close of the New Testament is 2 Timothy 4, 16 through 18, where Paul talks about how all people had deserted him. He had left him all alone. But then he says, you know, but I wasn't actually alone because the Lord stood with me mm-hmm. um, and delivered me. And then he says, and I will glorify him for that. So to me, it's realizing that no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, no matter how terrible the storm is, um, God has not left us alone in that. Um, And that's something that he constantly reminds us of through his word. That's right. So really we could sum up those thoughts by saying the presence of God produces the courage that we need. And and like you said, over and over in Scripture, God says, I'm going to be with you. And we can have that that confidence to give us that courage. I've got two from the from the book of Psalms I want to share and just read these and then we'll conclude this episode today. The first one is Psalm twenty seven, fourteen. And the psalmist says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So twice he says to wait on the Lord. In other words, you you trust him. He knows what he's doing. And if you are of good courage, there's a conditional statement here. You be of good courage, and what will he do? He will strengthen your heart. So maybe you're listening today, and you say, you know, I just need a stronger faith. I need my heart to be strengthened. Wait on the Lord. Trust in him. God says be of good courage, so that's what we need to do. And then Psalm 31, 24, same phrase. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. And then this qualifier, all you who hope in the Lord. So those of us who hope in the Lord, desire and expectation, that's that biblical definition of hope. We trust in what God has said. We know that he's going to keep his promises. That can produce the kind of courage that we need to weather the storms of life. Uh, Jameson, again, thank you so much, brother. And uh, thank you for all who listened today. May this help you to weather the storm. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.